Well, welcome to Local Matters. We are talking about education matters today, and our special guest is Susan Wells, a lecturer in the College of Business at Tennessee Tech University, and we're going to be talking about a special program for 11th and 12th graders, uh, high school students, uh, called Governor's School. Uh, Susan, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Well, you've been uh, with us before, but uh, we we certainly have a lot to talk about uh, today. But let's start. Why don't you tell your listeners uh, a little bit about yourself? Okay. I am Dr. Susan Wells. I am a lecturer in the Department of Decision Sciences and Management in the College of Business. I teach uh, in the Business Information Technology area, the business analytics area, and in the management area. And I have been at Tech. I'm a Tech alum, but I've also been teaching at Tech for a very long time. And I am also married to a Tech professor who teaches in the business information technology area, Doc Wells. And um, we are fixing to start about my... 20-something year and his 30-something year. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when you both came. In fact, you were a student of mine and when you went through the MBA program at Tech. Yes, sir. Well, it's it's great to have you back on on this program. And uh, you all do so much in the community and and at Tech that it's it's good to get to reconnect with you. Um, And while we're Talking about you and Doc, uh, go ahead and talk a little bit about uh, what Doc teaches. He teaches the uh, database, our database course, and then our uh, capstone, senior capstone, the second half of the project. The students take a real-world uh, project. They go out into industry, find a big project, take two semesters to complete it in the information system side. And then he also teaches computer forensics, which is for information technology students and also students who need an elective in that area. He uses real-world cases that he's reformatted for the classroom and teaches them how to get data off of maybe destroyed hard drives or hidden data or passwords and that kind of thing. Yeah, forensics is a really uh, hot topic and uh, there's just a lot of uh, technological stuff going on in the College of Business, and you and Doc are right in the right in the middle of it. And we ought to uh, been a year or two now, but we ought to mention that the Tech National Alumni Association uh, recognized you as an alumnus of the year for your service to other folks. Yes, sir. That's probably one of the greatest honors I've ever received is um, that award because I was recognized for just being me and doing (laughs) doing what I like to do. So not a lot of people can say that they get an award for just doing what they like to do. And and that's to help others and take care of each other's and also to serve my university because uh, more than one person has accused me of my blood running purple and gold. Yeah, I think you've got a little purple and gold in you. There's there's no question about that. Absolutely. Well, uh, let's talk about your role as director of the Governor's School. And this is a mouthful, the Governor's School for Technological Innovation and Business Leadership. 
Tell us about that. Well, we wanted to cover everything that we do in the school, and we wanted to set our name apart because there's also another governor's school on Tech's campus. Right. And so sometimes when he broke it down to initials, we were being confused. So a couple of years ago, we changed it to technological innovation and business leadership. Um, that We had 36 rising juniors and seniors from across the state. They were here from June the 4th until July the 1st, an incredible group of young people, just an absolutely incredible group of young people. And um, they were a very inquisitive group, and we enjoyed that because they <laughs> asked a lot of questions, and we had we had the answers for them. And we had, had eight student staff, and they just worked really, really well with the students. The students enjoyed themselves. And we, we did some stuff, we did some fun stuff, but we also, they learned a lot while they were here. Boy, that's great. Tell our listeners exactly what a governor's school is. I mean, it's a unique concept. It's been around now for 30 years, but talk about what um, what governor's schools are all about. Governor's schools are uh, programs that the state of Tennessee offers, which allow students to apply. And we generally get about 125 to 145 applications, and we have to narrow it down to 36 they're different interests. Like at Tech, we have the governor's school that I direct, and then we also have an emerging technologies governor's school. And then there's a physics one, and there's one for teachers, and there's one for ag, and there's there's the arts. The arts. There's a huge huge one for performing arts in Murfreesboro. And so it's it's a way for students who – who have that interest to attend a program that we kind of, it's kind of an introduction to college because they live on campus, they eat on campus, they go to they are required to go to class. And so the students have to take a month out of their summer to do this. They have to be willing to do that. And it's amazing. I like to see who they are when we get the first day we get them and who they are the day they leave. <laughs> they are they are very interesting. Um, it's very interesting to watch that growth. But it's intended that they be uh, able to go back to their schools for another year, isn't it? They go back to their school for another year or two, and, and we ask them to be our ambassador in their school, and, and that's working really well. In fact, I had one kid from last year that actually recommended like six of his friends come. <laughs> it was great. And so it was it was very, very good, uh, these kids. And one thing I was very, very proud of this year is I've, we've always gotten a lot of kids from Middle Tennessee – and we've gotten a fair amount from East Tennessee, mm-hmm. but I've never before had more than six from West Tennessee, and this year we had nine. Wow! So it was really it was really good, and it's it's great to watch as because as you know the three grand divisions of Tennessee are very very different, and it's it's very it's very neat to watch these kids kind of mesh as a group, um, you know, and learn from each other as well as from the the classroom. And when you get them all together, it's a pretty talented group of kids, oh, isn't it's it? it's amazing. We uh, do a talent show every year, and um, we had dancers and singers and uh, people that played every instrument you can imagine this year. It was really, really interesting to watch. And they come in loaded for bear on this topic. And again, this is a technological topic, but they're ready for that, aren't they're they? They're ready. They're absolutely ready. Yeah, I think they... Um, uh, at least the times I've interacted with them, uh, they're they're about 
they're among the best and the brightest that come out of our schools. The only the thing that I say every year when it's over is once I've spent a month with these students, I I'm not worried about the future anymore. It's yeah. very very bright. Yeah, that's a that's a great great way to say it. Well, uh, talk about the topics that are covered in this particular governor's school. Well, we cover um, we. We do a little bit of teaching them about themselves, which is very interesting. Um, I spend one class period on conflict management because what I find is that these are all the number number one, number two kids in their school. But then all of a sudden you have 36 number ones, number twos. And so we, we spend a little bit on conflict management. And then we go into building a business plan, building a business, the legal side of building a business, we talk about the technologies. We we expose them to some different technologies. We talk about all the business topics, accounting, finance, um, the human resource. We bring all of that in, and they have to know how to market their product. And so they get a pretty intensive little marketing lesson. They have to know how to market their product. They have to create a short commercial that's sent to um, – mock investors across the country who who decide who they would invest in based on the product commercial. They do a trade fair um, where their parents are the investors on Parents' Day halfway through. And without fail, the, the remark I get from parents is, wow, what, have, what you have done with these students in two weeks. It's that's, just that's phenomenal. Great. And so, and then they pitch their competition, they pitch their, their product at the very end, just like a Shark Tank competition. And this year, every year I say this, but it's so funny. This year was the closest one yet. It was less than half a point between wow. the winner and the, and the second place. And they learn a lot about team skills and about leadership, don't they? Absolutely. They spend a lot of time learning about team skills and leadership. And we bring in, um, Dwayne Alexander, our head football coach, to talk to him about leadership, and Dr. Oldham to talk to him about leadership. And then uh, Dr. Rob Owens does a, a wonderful lecture on servant leadership. And so we have several people from across campus who pour into these students as well. So it's it's just a it's it's a phenomenal four weeks. It's a for, phenomenal but exhausting four weeks. And uh, you've mentioned some of the faculty that come in. You use a lot of business and other experienced leaders, don't you? We do. And then we have uh, six mentors from the community who come in and work with them on building their business. And so um, that's that's always a rewarding experience, both for the mentors and for the students. And uh, I laughed this year, and it's a little personal aside, but I laughed this year. I was like, you know, I just, I'm struggling to keep up with these kids like I did. And and my daughter, who's a very, very wise individual, looked at me and she said, Mom, that's because you started this program 22 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like yesterday, but it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> so, But I try to match them step for step. So, uh, Do they still go on a, on a tour of businesses? We, di- we did not get to do one this year. We just had so much going on. But well, we, and with COVID, it's been tough to do those things. It's been tough to do those things. And... Uh, but we did um, – we have a little treat for them. Um, we, about midway through the school on um, the Juneteenth holiday, uh, because so much of the university is shut down, we take them to Dollywood. And 
and um, I was given a gift a couple of years ago by a donor, and so we reserved some of that money to take them to Dollywood. So they get one day in the middle just to purely enjoy themselves. Chill out a little chill bit. Them out, chill yeah. out and enjoy themselves. Well, that, so. that's great. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. What's so important about shopping with locally owned businesses? When you shop local, your hard-earned dollars stay here in the community, helping to benefit your friends and neighbors, local schools, roads, and all aspects of community life. But what happens to my money if I spend it online or at a national chain store? In most cases, the profits go far away, out of state, corporate headquarters, or even overseas. It doesn't take any extra effort to shop local. Office Mart on South Jefferson and Cookville is your locally owned office furniture and supply store. For over 35 years, they've been proud to serve businesses in the Upper Cumberland with quality and value. You get real customer service, too. And unlike shopping online, you can actually see and try out the large inventory of office furniture in their showroom. And when it's delivered, it's not a box on your step. They're glad to install and set up everything. Office Mart. There's no other locally owned office store in the region. South Jefferson Avenue across from Hardee's. Shop local at Office Mart. Welcome back to Local Matters. We're talking education matters with Susan Wells from the College of Business at Tennessee Tech. And Dr. Wells, we've been talking about um, the the governor's school that uh, you serve as director for that great program, but you also are a faculty member. So talk about the classes that you teach at at Tech a little bit. Well, my very favorite class to teach is conflict management and negotiation. And I've actually been pulled to several different things on campus to talk about conflict management. Um, And I I love that class because I teach the kids that, um, you know, I teach them that they're going to have to do this in business and that the, one of the very first lessons we start out with is how to negotiate when they're looking for jobs. And so they do a mock job negotiation. And so many of them will say to me afterwards, well, I didn't know that I could ask for that or I didn't know that, you know, I could say is that negotiable. And, you know, so I, I teach them that the worst they'll hear is no. You know, the worst they'll hear is no. Nobody's going to withdraw a job offer or anything like that because they ask. And then I teach – um Business intelligence, which is our um, Power BI Tableau ver- uh, class for um, the analytics program. And then I also teach the intro uh, Excel and primarily Excel class, uh, intro microcomputer class for um, the College of Business. I teach that, and I'm the co- course coordinator for that, and we're making some changes to it as as we speak so um, those are my favorite classes. I also teach leadership, organizational leadership. And um, then in the summer, uh, my husband and I team teach a class called Current Legal Issues and Management in IT. And that's always a fun class to teach because we set about two-thirds of the curriculum for it before we start, and then the news fills in the rest of it. I can imagine. And we have yet to have a student that didn't say, wow, this course opened our eyes on what's going on and what we need to be looking for and that kind of thing. Well, and you're a law school graduate. You bring that perspective, but you also bring the IT perspective. Right. And so we have a fun time team teaching that one because we kind of banner back and forth with it. So, um, yeah, you know, I'm one of those that I absolutely love to teach. And so I told them when I first started as 
as long as it wasn't physics, if they'd give me a book in two weeks, I'd teach it. So, <laughs> well, you do a you do a great job with it. Now, you mentioned the business intelligence, and that'll mean different things to different people. But talk about inside the analytics program what business intelligence business intelligence. Is. Um, the way that I teach it is taking the you know our analytics has come about because of all the big data that we have. And we just get more and more all the time. And so business intelligence is taking that big data and putting it in a form where everybody can understand it, doing, making your dashboards where they are usable by the end user, making, making it where they can be interactive with the software. And so uh, one of the first things that I start out with in that class is, um, teaching them about colorblindness because so many people that are into the the programming side of the big data, they don't, you know, realize that there's, they may make what they think is a beautiful dashboard, but there's part of the population out there that doesn't see it as it's coming across. So we spend a lot of time in how good are your dashboards going to be? How, you know, what, what does it look like to your end user? Yeah, knowing the customer is important. Exactly. Isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's um, uh, it's a it sounds like a challenging and complicated field, and to many people it is, but it's a very popular kind of thing for students, isn't it? It's very popular, and it's to me, it's a way of taking massive numbers that people would run away from and putting them in a format where people can use them on a day to day basis. And. Um, you know, whether you're a, um, a retailer or a, a, a distribution center or a manufacturing organization there, or a bank, there's just so much data. Well, so much. And, and even the sports teams are using it. And, um, in fact, one of the guest lecturers that I've had in that class before is um, Scott, graduate Scott Stallings, who has his own analytics person. And so he brought him, they came in via Zoom, and they came and talked about how what he analyzes about Scott and the clubs and the, the courses. And Scott is a golfer. Is a golfer, yes. And, uh, you know, the clubs and, and, and the students were just blown away. They were like, I didn't even know that was a possibility that I could do something like that. So, um, And I have a, a student who's an analytics student who wants to do some golf stats for the golf team this year. So... Um, I think we're going to turn it into a special project for him. Well, it just analytics is is pervasive everywhere, certainly in the field of business. But the um, the teachers in the school system would say they they're sometimes a bit overwhelmed by analytics too. Absolutely, and um, you know that's one reason I take this business intelligence so seriously is because you do get overwhelmed with the amount of data, but if you can put it into a form where people can enjoy using it, which is what we try to do with the business intelligence, then it's a lot more practical for everybody. And you've, um, in, a, in a somewhat related area in the operations management area, uh, you've been involved in, in seeing the college move to a new minor it's certainly related to things we've been hearing in the news for the last two or three years. So tell us about supply chain management. We have a supply chain minor starting in the fall. 
we have a new lecturer who's coming on board to um, teach in that area. And we should be turning out our first students with minors in uh, spring of 2025. Great. great. So we're really excited about that. We're looking to see where we can grow it. Um, I know that uh, several people in the department have worked very carefully, very closely with um, some local businesses, and uh, we're we're excited to see where it goes. Well, it's um, it's been on everyone's mind. Uh, you can't couldn't turn on the news without hearing about supply chain Absolutely. problems the last few Absolutely. years. Now, you have also um, worked for years with the uh, professional readiness and student success programs in the College of Business. And we want to spend a a good amount of time uh, after the break to talk about it. But go ahead and tell us just a little bit about why the college got into this student success and professional readiness field. We wanted uh, to give our students the things they po- they probably weren't getting in the classroom, the soft skills that they need in the business world. And so um, there's just been a group of us over the last several years who have really poured into this program and we have a great director and we – we do things like re- we help them with resumes and mock interviews and dressing uh, what they need to wear for certain things. Business casual, you know, uh, is it business casual? Is it not? And um, so we've really seen uh, we've turned out that polished student beyond the beyond the books. We've turned out that polished student. And that's important. Uh, students sometimes don't realize how important um, uh, looks are how important the uh, you you can't judge a book by its cover but a lot of people do judge and it does help them get in their foot in the door better it does so we're going to take a break and we'll come back and talk more about professional readiness welcome back to local matters we are talking to dr susan wells from the college of business at tennessee tech and susan we were talking right before the break about professional readiness so important if you've you've got a college degree but you still got to polish that apple and and show a, a a presentation when you're getting ready to go in the in the real world don't you exactly and you have to be ready for those interviews so many of those first interviews now are online yep we discovered because we all went online for a little bit some of the stuff that you had to cover you know, where to sit with your camera and to go ahead and dress up, even though it's an online interview. And, you know, students hadn't really thought about that. You know, they're they're like, it's online. What's the big? No, you still have to make an impression. You have to make an impression and you want it. You want to get that impression. And and uh, my daughter, who's a recruiter, actually had a little girl, not from Tennessee Tech, who she sat so close to her camera. All she could see was her eyes. And my daughter kept saying, back up, back up. So now we actually use a screenshot from that saying, you know, make sure that your camera looks good. Practice with somebody you know beforehand so you can see where you're sitting and does that look okay and and that kind of thing. So um, you want to give them the stuff that they need so that you know that they'll be and that everybody will see in them what you've seen in them over the last four years. We train them on interviewing. We 
uh, do professional photo booths so that they have a professional headshot for their LinkedIn since so many connections are made on LinkedIn now. We um, have a professional clothes closet where um, we actually use the clothes closet for the photo booth. And then we also allow students to check the clothes out, and all they have to do is pay to have the suit jacket cleaned or whatever they borrowed cleaned. Because a lot of students don't, you know, uh, churches have gotten away from dressing up. And so a lot of students have never had a suit. Certainly don't bring one to their college dorm. Right, exactly. And so uh, we're glad to have that resource for them. And, you know, it's a college of business resource, but it's open to any student on campus. Uh, We also have a new series that was started that I absolutely love where um, it's called Tech Talk. And we have uh, faculty members who have to talk about something other than their discipline. They have to talk about what they do, you know, in their off hours and, you know, whatever their hobby is. And we have had some great talks from, from faculty members about that. And the students enjoy those because they get to see that other side of the faculty member. Well, talk a little bit more about internships first. Uh, talk about the internships that students can get. We have really um, made a push for internships. We have a really good relationship with the Small Business Administration. And then we have several students who go and they'll get a great internship for the summer and we're able to give them credit for that. Um, We have, um, I think, I'm averaging about 40 kids uh, a year that are getting credit for their internships, which is is a huge uptick in what we had. And um, they go to Oak Ridge, they go to, you know, wherever they go. Some of them go back home and work. Some of them stay local and work. And they get internship credit, which is with most of them getting an offer for a full-time job before they ever come back to school, which is a big plus. We also have some a couple of couple of relationships with local companies where we're able to um, pretty much staff their help desk for them, and which to me, especially in IT, is always a really good place for an IT student because IT is so vast that I always tell students that you need to have at least done an internship in in help desk so you know where you don't want to be, you know, where you want to be but where you don't want to be. And um, so that's that's working out real well for us, and we're doing some internships off that. The study abroad, we had, I know of one big trip that was MBA and undergrads and then another a couple of other smaller trips and i'm pretty sure we had one kid that i'm not sure he's back yet (laughs) (laughs) enjoying the time enjoying the time but i've talked to a couple of the students who went and they just had fabulous times i was in germany one time with one of our students i ran into them over there at the university of aachen in germany and uh, i asked her about the value of the the uh, intern experience, and she was staying for a full year. You, wow! Sometimes yeah. they they go to uh, sh- uh, a short study of how business is done in a country, but she was uh, actually enrolled at the University of Aachen, and then was studying in particular Volkswagen. Oh, cool! Because obviously Volkswagen has a big operation here in uh, uh, Tennessee, also. 
But uh, she said it is just so different than Jamestown, Tennessee, where she was from. Absolutely. And she says they they all ride bicycles or they walk instead of driving cars. And uh, the other thing she remembered so much is her student uh, ID card had a Eurorail pass on it. Oh, cool. And she said, I have been in every national capital in Europe in the time I've been here. So she literally got to see the world on one of these internships. Now, as part of professional readiness, the college also, they, they pay a lot of attention to bringing experienced business folks in to interact with students in the classroom, either for a year or maybe just for a day. But it's important that uh, they they get that experience with somebody out of a business, isn't it? We have started a new series called Corporate Connect, where for a week we'll partner with a with a local business, and for a week they'll bring in people from all areas, all the business areas of their company. They'll bring in their CEOs, they'll bring in their IT people, their marketing people, their accounting people, their financial people, and they will teach. They will do lectures in the classrooms and then lectures on during dead hour and in the clubs and that kind of thing. And that's been very, very successful. And we have some great ones for those coming up for the fall too. And it's, um, I, I know I've talked to many students who just say, I remember this particular person and I got a job with that company or they suggested a place where I could go and we had job. that happen last year. We had um, I had one of the companies come in and speak in a couple of my classes, and they ended up hiring a couple of the students that they interacted with in the classes. It was great. That's always a big thing for me. Well, it's uh, it's it's good to keep that connection with with the field of business. Well, speaking of connections, there's a if, if you're going to connect with the business school, it's in a different location this year, isn't it? We are officially moving. Um, a lot of it's going to take place this week. Um, we are officially moving to Foundation Hall for a couple of years. We will be spread out all through Foundation Hall. And um, while they renovate our building, it will, from what I understand, it will go down to the outside bricks. The outside bricks will stay, but everything else will be completely renovated. We're super excited. It's going to be a fabulous design. It's, we are able to, we were able to, with our design, balance the look of the historical look of the buildings, yet modernize it. And so we're super excited about that. And that that side of campus is going to undergo a lot of renovation because shortly after they start renovating ours, they'll start renovating the football stadium. And so that that area of, of the campus is going to be under a lot of renovation. I told somebody, they said, I said, I'm glad we're moving when they're renovating the stadium because it's going to get noisy. So <laughs> if they're if they're renovating us too, that's just a, a better way to have it is at the same time. It's a good time to do that whole part of campus. And exactly. Foster Hall will eventually come down. There's just a lot of... Foster uh, Hall will come down and the College of Business will actually look out on the... the on the new quadrangular, the new, quadrangle, new yes, the green new, space that will be there. New green space. So um, that will come completely down. And as I understand it, they're going to take Foster down and then start gutting our building. And then as soon as football season's over, start on the stadium. Well, speaking of football, you and Doc are known for your work with student athletes. Talk about why you do that. 
Well, um, Doc was a student athlete in college, and I was one in high school. And we noticed shortly after we came to Tennessee Tech a long time ago, we noticed that our student athletes are a different breed. They're a disciplined breed. They have a strong, strong work ethic. In fact, six of my eight student staff this past uh, governor's school were student athletes, three um, uh, OVC champion soccer players, two golfers, and a football player. And then Doc and I started about four years ago a thing called Breakfast with uh, Business. And on the Friday morning before all of their home games, after they finished practice, we and several of our business colleagues serve uh, breakfast to the football players. And they they love it. They I they they think it's the greatest thing ever. Well, it's a cool thing for it, them. It to, lets them to do know that. somebody is rooting for them. That's right. And um, so, and we've adopted several student athletes over the years. And um, in fact, I, as I was telling you before we started, I was helping one find a fifty-two long sport coat last night. <laughs> so uh, online and over the phone, I was helping him figure out what he needed. But. Um, yeah, we uh, we support the student athletes because we see the work ethic that's there, and um, you know, as you know, our Tennessee Tech students have a work ethic, not like a lot of your your bigger universities. They, they most of them work jobs while they go to school. And a lot of these athletes work and play a sport and go to school and still keep their grade points up. So. They're they're pretty special people, and and you and Doc are pretty special in reaching out to them the way that uh, the way that you do. And we'll have to have you back to talk more about that at some point. Oh, absolutely. It's, our, uh, uh, we love the sports, and um, in fact, one of my graduate students who I have have we've had a a connection with since he was a freshman told one of the new uh, defensive linemen, he said, don't worry, there's people in the College of Business that are going to adopt you right up. It'll be fine. <laughs> that's a that's a great way to end. Uh, Susan, we thank you for all you do, and thanks for being with us today. Well, you're very welcome, and I enjoyed it. Glad to be here anytime.